and so you joined the hiking club. Was this when you realized that hiking was an interest more than perhaps biking or other activities? Like what pulled you and said, hiking is the route for me? Yeah, it just, it, it just, yeah, it just happened in, in high school. I just loved uh, hiking. Um, and uh, in grade 12, made some, some friends that were really interested uh, in doing that. So we got out quite a few times um, on our own and did hikes. And um, I've never been a great cyclist. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't like, I still don't really like going up hills on a bike. Um, and so, uh, yeah, hiking has just been the natural uh, progression. And, and also it's like, it doesn't require as much. You don't have to, there's a low barrier to entry. Right. Um, and I think that's also mean, that's why, you know, I'm a hiker, not a kayaker, you know, a skier and that kind of thing. Right. And so when you're going out and you're starting to learn about this, what is standing out to you? Is it the the feeling of accomplishment when you get to the top and you're like, oh, or is it that view? Is it the kind of the rainforest around you? What's standing out to you that you're kind of going, yeah, I could do this. And, and what's the next place that I want to see? Yeah, it's kind of all those, right? It's, it's, it's definitely there's a feeling of satisfaction when you finish the hike, when you get to the place you want to go, because um, often there's a destination in mind. But if you hike as long as I do, then or, or been hiking as long as I do, then you realize you don't always get there, anyways. Um, but going someplace you haven't been, um, seeing the places you have been again in different seasons, and they're always different. Um, it changes, you know. Now I've gotten more and more interested in the plants and animals and fungi and that kind of stuff. Looking at those, so I mean, uh, on hikes that people will think are boring, I always have something to look at. Um, I just never get bored out there, right? And also, it's just a stress relief thing. It's uh, anxiety reducing it's a yeah it's a break yeah i think that that's so important for people to realize because i think we get lost in um looking for the top of the mountain yeah. or forgetting that there is like for every step you take yeah. in the forest there's something to see there's something to learn yeah. there's a realization like um my partner and i we go for for hikes we go for walks and we'll stop and we'll start looking at the fungi yeah. and there's like you could take 50 photos of that one yeah. image and then yeah. you walk a little bit farther and you start to see yeah. this tree and it's huge or yeah. you start to see a tree growing out of another tree and you start to realize like this is such a complex ecosystem that if you just walk through yeah. it, you miss all of it yeah there's so many layers to it and then there's also like there's the historical aspects you'll find uh you know rusty logging relics and and whatnot around and there's there's just there's just so many layers to to enjoy hiking and a lot of a lot of people i meet are, are really focused on the fitness part um and, and getting somewhere and, and going fast and not you know stopping to smell the flowers basically and uh but yeah, I really enjoy all of it. And I've become less hardcore about the, you know, getting there and going fast as, as I've gone, as I've done more and gotten older. Right. So you started out, um, it sounds like, like really getting passionate in, in university and kind of beginning of high school. Yeah. How many hikes are you doing at this point in time? And how do you go about choosing your hikes during this period? Yeah, yeah at that point, it's really only several to a dozen times a year, probably. Right. I remember it wasn't, it wasn't that much compared to now. Um, but those were like special occasions. Those were really important. And if I didn't, you know, get that dozen hikes in a year, I'd probably be pretty disappointed. Um, at that point, it was it was really uh, looking at guidebooks and and uh, you know picking prominent peaks and interesting interesting you know lakes and that kind of thing around the region. Yeah, and also just whatever we could get to. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so did you choose all throughout BC at that time or were you being selective in uh, more local areas and how did you yeah. go about yeah, selecting? I've, I've always kind of been a specialist in, in this or focused on southwestern BC. Um, definitely have done some uh, in other parts of the province, like in the Rockies. But yeah, always been very focused on kind of the area around Vancouver from the lower island to Sunshine Coast to Sea to Sky to Fraser Valley and uh, Manning Park area and a little bit in Washington uh, in the north part. Okay. And so how long were these hikes when you were starting out? Were you going, because you've done some pretty long ones. Were those pretty short in terms of their, like a day trip or how how did yeah. you choose? Um, well, back in, back in those days, we were probably doing, um, yeah, those were fairly long actually. We were probably going from anywhere from four to um, 12 hours. Uh, yeah, we were, when you're young and you have that kind of energy, it didn't seem so hard now. It, some of those hikes, uh, hikes that seemed easy are seeing, seeming harder now. Wow. And so that's a long time to be out in nature. So yeah. when you start to hit that kind of, it takes you two hours to get to your destination and two yeah, hours back, yeah. um, it sounds like those would be more like less people. There would be way less people yeah. on those types of trips. Uh, is that something that you guys preferred, um, kind of getting away from the, those main trails? Yeah, I, I definitely do like to get out uh, in places where there's less people. Um, so that means doing some of the less popular trails. It means going going farther, going in, going in bad weather too. Um, but there's it's uh, it's fun to, to go far enough into the backcountry where... Um, you know, whenever you see people, you're actually really happy to see them because you haven't been seeing anybody. Um, it's yeah, it's it's neat. Um, but yeah, definitely, it's 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 nice to seek out places where I don't like going where there's a huge crowd. Yeah, and then with within the hiking culture, I imagine seeing somebody else out there, there's almost like a greater level of respect than when you see somebody at the grocery store yeah. or at the convenience store because you're like, wow, you guys were also willing to go all yeah. this way. Yeah, it's a funny thing. You could be walking in the city and you all like kind of avert your eyes at each other. Like it, it, it's sad, but that's what we do, right? And uh, if you're out there a few hours, yeah, you're going to stay high and stop and, and find out what they're up to and, and whatnot. It's uh, especially when it's been um, like this past this past September, I did a, a I think a four day hike uh, on my own um, solo. And in the middle of it, like on, on the third day, I saw people for the first time. And it was just so wonderful to see this group of three heading the other way and finding out what their plans were and whatnot. What is that like for you? Because as I mentioned, I think of spirit quests for yeah. Indigenous people. I think of the Celtic tribe has isolation spaces for restorative justice that they put oh, yeah. people on these islands and they're stuck there to reflect on uh, the the crimes they committed to think about what they did. Yeah. You go out there, that's very similar to me to like a spirit quest where you're alone with your mind. And people talk about mindfulness. We talk about yeah. really connecting with ourselves, but there's no other option when you're out yeah. there by yourself. Can you tell us what those four day hikes are like for you? Yeah, that was really special. So that was uh that was the Owl Ten Quill Traverse up near Pemberton. Um I mean some people will run that in a day, but uh, I did it over three nights, and and yeah, being alone all that time, uh, it's neat to to be, you know, you have to be comfortable with yourself. It's 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 neat, and also I I, I find I hike at a different pace because I'm hiking at my pace, and so I'm hiking slower actually probably, and taking less but taking less breaks, and just going kind of from um, you know morning to to evening, and um, you're doing a lot of thinking. But then also sometimes you're not really doing much thinking. You're just thinking about the next step and where you're going to eat and whatnot. Um, 
yeah, it's it's really something. It's also neat to know that you just I, I don't get bored out there. Like there's there's I don't I don't get bored. It's it, it's it's really neat, and uh, and also just the the joy you can feel on your own without having to share it. It's because I mean I do love the social aspect of hiking. Um, you know, seeing great view with other people and, and experiencing the challenges with other people is a big part of it. But also um, seeing that, you know, once in a while that I, I do love that on my own. It's like, I really do love hiking. Um, so yeah, it's uh, also, um, there's one hike that I did, the Sunshine Coast Trail, which is the longest one I've done. It's uh, 178 kilometers. And we did that in, did that in 10 days with another guy. And that one was the longest one. So in that one, I really found like the longer it gets, uh, first of all, the more intimidating it is at the beginning because you're thinking about all the kilometers you got to take off. But the, the longer it gets, um, you your thinking gets simpler because you run out of things to think about in a way. You're just th- and then after a while, you're just thinking about whether you're hungry or not, whether you're going to stop and eat, and how long you're going to go to go to your camp. Um, but before that happens, did a lot of thinking, and I ended up doing like a lot of life changes after that. That that big hike came home. And like immediately quit my job that week. Um, really? Yeah, I'm not planned too. I just I, I I had made other life decisions, and then I came home and things had changed at my work, and I just quit. Right. right what away. what job were you working? I was at the Georgia Strait. I was the technology and web editor at this newspaper, right. and um, I'd been there for eight years, and they were changing kind of editorial direction. Um, and I was I was a news person, and they're changing more into the arts and culture side, which really wasn't my. Um, my forte right so it didn't make sense really for me to continue continue there um with that shift so i i just decided i'd finally do what journalists do and retire to public relations and so i mean the jump and it worked out i ended up working at an environmental organization whereas where i wanted to be in the first place like a dozen years before so it it it's interesting how that that happened like and was that over the course of the hike that you were kind of thinking about is this what i want to do is yeah yeah i was like i felt i felt i already felt kind of um you know i felt done i felt uh yeah i didn't have much more uh energy to give and and journalism was also just becoming too stressful for me wow that is such a an amazing story because we talk about mindfulness and that's often the first complaint people make is like, well, like I've got stuff on my mind and then I forget to be mindful. But yeah. you're saying that like over the course of 178 kilometers, you've run out of things yeah. to distract yourself or yeah. to think about and yeah. you start to come to resolutions, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, it's it, or that's what it that's what it has done for me um, when you, you've had all that time on your own because I was hiking with with another guy. And and also with another friend for for part of it, she came in the middle, but a lot of it still you end up being on your own, right? Especially since my hike, main hiking partner was a lot faster than I was, and we were choosing to to hike a lot of it separately and then meet up at certain points. Um, so yeah, it's you you do a ton of thinking, like you think overthink things over and over again, and then and then yeah, after the middle, like I couldn't really think anymore. I'm just thinking about the basics, uh, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it allowed thoughts and. And feelings and to, to come out that um, I wasn't really acknowledging before, and and then to actually have to make then make choices. Yeah, because yeah, you think of people and like we always get caught up with the next thing, the next yeah. meeting. We got to go here, we got to yeah. go there, and so you don't really stop to go. Is this what I want to be doing? And yeah. is this how I want to be spending my time? And and who am I valuing? And who am I not valuing? And what yeah. could I be doing better in my life? And am I going down the path that I want, or am I just kind of filling the days with things I feel like I'm supposed to be doing? Yeah, I really like uh, week long hikes for that. 
um, I take I take a total break on, on week long hikes. I, I turn off my phone, um, you know, throw it in the bottom of my backpack, and uh, and uh, just really disconnect and don't think about try not to think about uh, work and and other things. Um, so I really really disconnect on on those trips, and it's I find it's really important to do that a couple couple times a year. Yeah, it sounds counterintuitive, though, because you think of average people when they want to take a break from work, they're like, I want to go lay on a beach in Mexico, I want to (laughs) go hang out in Cuba, and I just want to do nothing. And I think that what you miss is that opportunity to like recalibrate. And that's the idea I think that underlies like New Year's is figuring out who are you? Who were you over the last year? And where do you want to go from here? Like, what would you actually, and like people make kind of silly resolutions to me where they say, I'm going to go on this diet. I'm going to start exercising more. And it's kind of like dull surface level plans to fix what they want to fix. Yeah. But your approach seems to be like, maybe you do want to go on a vacation to Mexico, but it sounds like the thing that actually gives you therapy that helps you process things is going on a hike, which to people is like, what, on my vacation, I'm supposed to go exercise? Like I'm supposed to move my body? I just want to lay around and do nothing. And it sounds like you're making an excellent argument um, as to what the benefits of going out in the world are. Yeah. Well, first of all, I don't really do it for exercise. I think that's the thing. I don't really do it for fitness. That's a, that's a good side effect. Um, But yeah, you can have the beach too, right? Because actually, uh, my favorite trails to really disconnect are these coastal, west coast kind of trails, right? Um, like I did the uh, the the Nuka Trail uh, last summer, and that's you know it's all it's beaches and headlands. Um, you know, this is the real wild west coast of Vancouver Island. Uh, lots of bears, wolves, um, and that. So there's beaches. There's lots of swimming. Um, you know, tides and 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 everything so you can have the beach and and hike too 